Wow, what a wonderful service here this morning already. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Wow, it's all right. Good to make a little noise in the house of the Lord. They make it everywhere else. We can uh, celebrate the victory of Jesus Christ, can we not? Amen. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Just be blessed, overwhelmingly blessed. That's my prayer this morning. We're so blessed to have a dear friend. As a matter of fact, we've just kind of made him a part of our family. Every time he comes in, he just likes to come out to the house and hang out. And he's the type of guy, he said, get all them grandkids. Get all, get all of your kids. I like life around me. And uh, we just sat out there and laughed and, and, uh, and fellowshiped and just had a good time uh, together. And it's last night at my home. And uh, Brother Ziegler is not a stranger to most of you. He's an evangelist, a national evangelist, travels all over the world preaching the gospel. And we were so blessed to have him a few years ago and we just made a connection. And as a result of that connection, we just kind of keep in tune and he comes by here ever so often when we invite him. And uh, he's just such a blessing to this congregation. He'll be ministering to you here in a little bit. He's had a full week at camp meeting this last night or Friday night, I should say. Um, services lasted almost one o'clock in the morning. He didn't get out of there until almost one in the morning, praying for people and working the altars. And the young people were blessed and scattered out all over the floors. And older people were scattered out all over the floors. And people were moaning and groaning and being healed and filled with the Holy Spirit. Just wonderful move of the Holy Spirit Friday night. It just broke loose. Just and the longer you stayed, the heavier it got. It was just amazing. And, the, and I try to leave, and then all of a sudden it break out again, and it just kept on and kept on and kept on. He didn't get out till almost one o'clock in the morning, but we're going to allow him to come in, in just a moment. But before we do, would you stand with me? We're going to do our declaration. If they can put our declaration up here this morning, are you ready to say it with me? Lord, today by faith we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Now give the Lord praise over that decree of your life. Hallelujah. Welcome, Brother Ziegler, this morning. Miracles happen when you move. A little bit more, a little bit more of that. Miracles happen. Lift your hands and tell somebody a miracle is getting ready to happen. Come on, put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Touch somebody.
Come on, let's give God the best praise we got. Come on, let's take 30 seconds and blow the roof off this house. Come on, clap and shout at the same time. Give God your best worship, your best praise. We honor you, we love you, we exalt you, we extol you, we magnify you, we micrograph you. We declare you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You're Lord of a cancer. You're Lord of a divorce. You're Lord of a diabetes. You're Lord of a lupus. In the name of Jesus, we pull down every stronghold. We rebuke the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we speak life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Do me a favor, put your hand on somebody. And I want you to prophesy. And I want you to say better. The Bible said Jesus is better than angels. He's better than Abraham. He's better than the prophets. He's better than Moses. We have a better covenant, better promises. We have a mediator. His name is Jesus. And I want you to declare to the person that you're touching, maybe it's your wife, said, our marriage is going to get better. Our money is going to get better. Our children are going to get better. You're going to have better relationships on your job. That mean, envious boss man that's been giving you difficulty. Things are going to get better. The atmosphere, the temperament. I declare in the name of Jesus that your best days are not behind you. Your best days are in front of you. The only reason the devil wants to kill you is because he knows what God's got for you is exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. Now put those blessed hands together and give God a shout of better. Wave at me, wave at me, wave at me. Wave the last five years of your life goodbye. Wave the last six months. Come on, wave it. Y'all ain't waving. I was in Alabama two weeks ago. I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And um, while I was in Alabama, I was riding down this country road. And folk were just waving at my car. And somebody said, you know them folks? I said, all them my cousins. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just wave your hand. And thank God for not only where you've been, but where you're going. Sadness, those of you that are sad, and we've had a lot of things happen in the last two months. Let me tell you, you know things are happening when rich, people, when rich white folk don't want to be rich white folk no more. Harry said, I'm out of here and moved to Canada. Kobe's plane hit the side of a mountain. It's been one thing after the other. And we're still here. And I don't know who this is for, but no matter what happens in life, you got to keep it moving. Bills keep coming. Mortgages keep coming. Things keep happening. But you got to keep it moving. And I want you to lift up your hands and declare that this will be a breakthrough year for me and my family. I'm not going to get stuck. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to allow grief and depression to overpower me. I'm not going to allow suicidal thoughts to get the best.
rest of me. I have a sound mind. Bad things happen to good people, but my steps have been ordered by God. Hallelujah. And he's going to perfect those things that concern me. Give somebody a high five and say, what's up? Palace of praise and be seated in the presence of almighty God. My God. Woo-woo. Uh, Pastor, I want everybody on the choir and, and, and the praise team and the light technicians and the PowerPoint on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Our music pastor is going to take everybody to Popeye's to get a two-piece and a biscuit. Praise the Lord. Every song that's my favorite song, they sung it this morning. And I really, really, I, I intended to, and I, I really was motivated to get out here and do the Holy Ghost stanky leg. I was just getting ready to get out here and bust the move. And I realized I'm too fat to shout, so I did the best I could. But honey, I feel the Lord in this place. And my doctor told me um, two months ago, he said, uh, Bishop Ziegler, you 197 pounds. He said, you're bigger than you've ever been. And I said, I don't pay you to depress me. Why don't you stop telling me this bad news? And so somewhere in this service, I'm going to get all 197 of these pounds to move. Because this is the move. The praise and worship, the music of this church. Come on, clap your hands and let them know how much we love it. That kind of singing is the kind of singing that will motivate you to take the head off a giant and put it under your feet. We have tremendous anointed people in this church, gifted individuals who've been graced and touched by God. They're not just talented, they're anointed. And we won't take anything in the world for them. God blessed us with them and we celebrate them and honor them. And we have the greatest pastor in Missouri. Show me the pastor and I'll show you the great leader. Come on, let's thank God for our man of God. Thank God for our pastor, teacher, spiritual father. For over 20 years, the Lord has anointed him to do and build and grow and develop ministry. And we are better because of Pastor Ken Miller. Come on, let him know we love you. We celebrate you. And, and, and it's personal for me because at least 22 of those 197 pounds he put on me. Every time I go to his house, he cooks a cow for me. They, they literally put a steak on my plate that's so big that I have to get another plate for the other stuff. And so every time I see him, I want to eat. That's how you know you love folks. When you see them, you get hungry. Come on, say amen. Look at your wife and say, that's why I'm the way I am. Because every time I see you, I think about collard greens and fried chicken and mac and cheese. Hello, somebody. The word of the Lord to us in the book of Genesis. And we love the first family and all of those that assist him in the propagation of this ministry. I was just at your prayer and praise conference in 
the lows, wherever we were, but I was just itching to get to be with you because I know without a shadow of a doubt that every time Ziggler and Miller and Palace of Praise get together, we send the devil down to Arkansas licking his wounds and drinking Maylocks. Ain't nothing like this church. Somebody say amen. The word of the Lord in Genesis chapter 29 and last night, the Spirit of the Lord would not allow me to get away from this theme that I've been dealing with. I've been exploring the life of Jacob and how complex he is as an individual. He is the most controversial person in the Bible and there are multifacets of his life and development. And in Genesis chapter 29, I want to deal with how twisted his situation is. He marries two sisters, and one of them is named Leah and the other Rachel, and Leah is just a throw-in. But I want to show you in this teaching this morning how being rejected can be a good thing. Sometimes it's good to be kicked out the club, and it's good to be kicked out the group, and it's good to be kicked out of what people think that you ought to be stuck in. Because in isolation, you can get an impartation from God that nobody else could have gave you. So you're crying about the people who left you, and you're crying about the groups that won't allow you to come and get in their groups. But let me tell you something. God knows how to raise up an underdog an outcast or somebody from nowhere and God knows how to do some super incredible things with people that nobody else thought that God could work through these individuals. I wish I had a witness in this church that can say 20 years ago I wouldn't be in a church like this. I wouldn't be in a place lifting my hands and shouting and praising God and many of us you got here because somebody rejected you somebody divorced you somebody left you somebody hurt you and it brought you to a place where the only place you could do is look up and see God and the best thing about God is God seems to always want to pick folk that nobody else would pick if I was God and I wanted to start a family I wouldn't pick Abraham who would start a family with a 74-year-old man and a 75-year-old woman? And then who would wait to give him a baby at 99 years old? Nobody but God. Who would pick to be the national spokesperson for Israel, a man who had a speech impediment? God. Who would pick a man who had long hair and women problems to be the deliverer of Israel, a man named Samson? God who would pick somebody on the backside of the desert in isolation and use him the lion killer the bear killer and then the then the giant killer and then the future king nobody would have picked David but God and I came from Atlanta Georgia to tell somebody that's been rejected ostracized criticized they don't call you they don't text you I came to tell you you are just right for God to do something great in your life let, let, let's get into this let me put some gravy on these mashed potatoes and the Bible reads from Genesis 29 31 and when the Lord 
Saul. That Leah was hated. He opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. When the Lord saw how messed up the situation was. How ugly the situation was. And I want to share with you sisters and brothers that Leah is not hated by people on the outside of her. Leah is hated by people who are on the inside of her. In other words, hate ain't hate. Uh, bitterness ain't real bitterness. Uh, pain ain't real pain until it's personal. Look at somebody and shake your head like a black woman with some new weave. Some of the worst hatred you encounter in life come from people with your same last name. You ain't got to say amen straight at me. Some of the worst trials that you deal with in your life, they don't come from the friends that you never call. It's the people that you call all the time. Betrayal, there's no worse sense of betrayal than for somebody to bring a knife and you are unarmed and they stab you in your back. Hatred. Notice this word again and I want to share it with you. When God saw that she was hated, God said, I'm going to fix this. And he opened her womb. But the person that was hating her, he closed hers. You don't have to get even. You don't have to get revenge. You don't have to hire a hitman. You don't have to do Facebook posts and expose the persons that hate you. God will fight for you if you hold your peace. You don't have to allow yourself to be tempted to do God's work. When God saw that this girl was hated, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son and she called his name Reuben. She said, the Lord looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son. And because the Lord had heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son. And he calls his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, now this time my husband will be joined to me because I've given him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, now, I'm going to praise the Lord and left Barry. I want to deal with this uh, God is under the underdog. God is with the rejected. Or you want to talk about rejected winners. People that were rejected but they still won. And it is amazing in this room if there were stories told from childhood, uh, stories told from things that happened early in your life, or stories told early in your marriage. The fact that you are here right now is nothing short of a miracle. 
that you survived some stuff that other people blew their brains out going through. You are on the other side of what people died in. You are on the other side what crippled people for the rest of their life. And this is why it doesn't bother me when I see people run to the altar and run around the church. We had just a few minutes ago a 90-year-old man just take off running down the aisle. And people say, why is he running up and down the aisle? See, you see the running, but you don't know the story behind the run. I need about 25 people that can say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I wouldn't be in this building this morning. I got something to shout about. Can I get about 25 survivors to shout in the devil's face and say, what you meant for evil, God turned it around. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and say, I'm a survivor. The name Leah means weary. Leah, perhaps throughout the Bible, is the most unloved, undesired person in the, in the whole holy writ. She is the oldest sister of the very beautiful, desirable Miss America Rachel, the wanted one, the one that Jacob loved, the one of whom her father made him work for in order to get her. But he ends up with Leah. And Leah is there all night with him and he wakes up saying, I don't want her. Rejected. The definition of reject means to dismiss as inadequate. To dismiss as merely something thrown away or to discard, to dismiss it, to be very dismissive or indifferent towards. And this is Leah's situation. And in the midst of how she feels, because we don't have a God who can't feel what we're feeling, the pain, the hurt, the unmet needs, the hatred from her sister and the despise of her husband and the fact that she is just thrown in as a buy one, get two, get the other free. This woman begins to seek the very face and hand of God. And there are lessons from the life of the rejected, lessons about Leah that we need to understand. That number one, a man can compliment a woman, but only God can validate a woman. Number two, God sees our true value. And number three, my praise is not contingent to my circumstances. And number four, a lesson that we learn is I will give God praise no matter what's going on in my life. Leah is a woman who makes a decision that in spite of everything that's going on in my life, I am going to turn my situation, my problems, my issues over to the one who made me. And isn't that what we should do, people of God? Turn everything over to the God who made us, who 
cares for us and who is able to work everything out for our good and for his glory. The woman is unwanted. The woman is unloved. The woman is undesired. But there is a favor factor connected to her. The favor factor is when nobody else saw her, when nobody else noticed her, when nobody else desired her, the Bible said, and the Lord saw. He saw what she was dealing with. He saw the tricks and he saw them poking and making fun and they, he saw the sarcasm and the criticism and the finger pointing. He saw all of that and God decided to open her womb. God decided to do for her what nobody else could do. God decided to do the incredible and he decided to do the impossible. He decided to bless her in the presence of her enemy. And I came from Atlanta to tell somebody that God's getting ready to bless you not because of you but God's going to bless you because when he does it your enemy will know that God is God and ain't nobody stronger bigger better or more powerful than God he's blessing you in spite of you he's turning it around in spite of you and your enemies are gonna know that if God be for you nobody can be against you notice what happens in her life she believes the report of God and she begins to have children from a man who does not love her. Her first child's name is Reuben meaning I want you to see me. Her second child is Simeon. I want you to hear me. Her third child is Levi. I want you to be connected to me. And her fourth child by the time none of these things happen she turns to God and what she should have done before she turned to people she should have turned to God in the beginning and that's the biggest issue is we look for validation from people through codependency through broken relationships but the person that is really the one that we should turn to first is God seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness our God is a jealous God and he's not going to have nobody else before him before you join anybody you got to join him before anybody hears you you need him to hear you before anybody sees you I want God to see me not people my validation doesn't come from people it comes from him by the time she has these three babies and the man doesn't want her she names the last one Judah and she says so what if you don't want me you don't want me and she makes a declaration now I'm going to praise God what she should have done in the beginning she ended up doing at this point. And there's some things that you should have done in the beginning. There's some things that we should have implemented 
in the beginning. But better late than never. And some of you will say like this. I wish I came to the potter's house 20 years ago. If I came here 20 years ago, my life would have been so... Listen, baby, let me tell you. Let me, let me give you some news you could use. What makes you effective and powerful, what makes your story believable, is not the fact that you're here now. It's what it took for you to get here. Some of you curse your past, but if it wasn't for your bad past, you wouldn't have this great future. See, some folks shout because of the music, because of the singers, because of the lights and the camera, but there's about 25 folk in here. When you think of what God did in your life and the things that happened because of God, the fact that you survived stuff that other folk died in, when you praise the Lord, there's an added gratefulness and thankfulness connected to somebody that can say if God hadn't done what he did, I would have died in that car wreck. I would have died from alcohol poison. Somebody put your hands together and say, I'm here now. I'm here now. Now I'm going to praise the Lord. Now I'm going to give him the glory. Jacob loves Rachel, but Rachel can't conceive. Leah loves Jacob, but Leah can conceive, but he doesn't love her. And he, she feels like everything has turned against me. And sometimes when folk feel like things fall out, they then fall out with God. Most of the time, when tragedy hits, instead of getting close to God, we get further away from God. We get a bad report. Uh, I remember we had a woman in our church uh, named Sister Gathright. And Sister Gathright was this single woman, never married, and she would shout all the time. Every time we went to church, Sister Gathright be shouting, dancing, praising the Lord. And, and my grandmother and Sister Gathright would be in Piggly Wiggly, Red and White, Walmart. And Sister Gathright was not ashamed. She would, between the neck bones and the pig feet, start shouting. My grandmother and her just saw each other Sunday at church. And they'll be shopping. And, and, and it's looked like they ain't seen each other in 20 years. And when they greeted each other, they greet each other, praise the Lord. And then Sister Gathright, when she would greet you, she would say, praise the Lord. And then she'd say, ah! She'd say, excuse me. <laughs> They'd be on aisle seven between the ketchup and the mustard. And praise the Lord, Sister Gathright. Oh! Excuse me. Two old black ladies shouting on aisle seven. They got mustard and ketchup all over the floor. And Sister Gathright had a stroke. And she was laying in her house and somebody found her. And her hand was twisted. Her mouth was twisted. And she couldn't move her right leg. And it looked like the devil had finally shut up the praiser. 
she, she was, we went to see her and my grandfather and we all came around the, off the elevator and we went to her room and she was in very critical condition. That's what they told us. And we went in her room and we came off the elevator and we heard somebody speaking in tongues. And my grandfather said, I know who that is. And I said, I'll give you $50 if you let me guess. That, that's, that's Sister G. Sister G right now, shout. We thought we would find her depressed and discouraged because she was all twisted up. And we walked in there, and that crazy old black lady, this side worked. That crazy woman was trying to push her stroke hand. And my granddaddy said, Sister G, what you doing? She said, I'm shouting on half. I said, what? She said, I'm a shout on this bad half until it comes back into motion. And she said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to walk again. I'm going to sing in the choir. And my granddaddy looked at her and I looked at her and based on her condition, it just didn't look like it. She went from there to rehab. She got four nurses saved. She went from rehab to home health care. And then she came to church with a walker. And she came in and when the service got hot, she would jump up and do this. And she said, I'm shouting on half. And, and then finally, next time she came to church, about six months later, she had a king. And she came in and her leg was dragging. She had some movement in her hand and her foot was dragging. And, and they said, Sister G, you, you don't have the walker. You just got the cane. And some folks said, you, you just should give up right now. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. But they didn't know who Sister G was. And finally, the service got hot. And she had that cane. Leg was dragging all that dead weight. And the Holy Ghost touched her and she started moving that leg up and down. Let me tell you something, person of God. I don't care what it looks like. If God gives you favor and God's on your side, he knows how to take your midnight. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Keep on praising God and watch him do something. I need about 30 people that's been there. I've been hated. I've been rejected but I learned to look unto the hills from which cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord am I talking to anybody in this house my sister died in a wreck 22 years old my sister died you're talking about rejection and pain and grief and our sadness was because we loved her that that's why the sadness was so 
deep. Dr. King said, there's no such thing as deep disappointment if you haven't had deep love. And she died, 22. And, so, and my mom, we all came to church, and somebody told my mother, they said, Sister Ziegler, y'all came back to church too quick. And my mom said, we have no place else to go. Lift up your hands. Point at somebody and say, when I go through, I go through it to God. When I go through pain, I don't rely on the doctor. I don't rely on the therapist. I thank God for the doctor. I thank God for the therapist. But when I really get in trouble, I go to Judah. Now I'm going to praise the Lord. You can sit there and have a pity party or a praise break. I need somebody to tell the devil, you should have killed me before I got to this church. Now I'm going to praise the Lord. I was depressed when my when Melody died it was painful I would dream it it was painful and I didn't want to preach I didn't want to go to church I didn't want to do nothing and I felt so rejected I went and identified her body we picked out a casket put on a pink dress oh you're talking about rejected she don't she died and nobody else died in the car but her. And we speak in tongues. And we pay tithes. And we go to convention. And we go to prayer meeting. And we go to Bible class. And we go to Sunday school. And we go to VBS. And we go to summer camp meeting and convocation and camp meeting. And my sister still died. And the devil said, you have nothing to praise God about. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the mountain high, in the valley low, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. I bear not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. Am I talking to anybody? I was driving late one night. This is for you. I was driving late one night. Just, just me. And my radio came on without me turning it on. Just came on. And Fred Hammond was singing, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. I want you to put your hands on yourself. And I want you to say it with conviction. 2020 is going to be different. Say it. This year is going to be different. It's not going to be a year of depression and anxiety, of fear and woe and loneliness and going from pill bottle to pill bottle. But this is going to be the year that God turns my mourning in the dancing, my sorrow in the joy. Am I talking to anybody in this house that's here by the grace of God? And you don't care who don't like the way you praise God. I need somebody that got to praise the Lord to help me shout in this house. 
Glory to Jesus. I feel something in this house. I was out there. Just driving. Just driving. Just driving. Have you ever been there? Just driving. Bad diagnosis. Just driving. Just driving. And that song said, late in the midnight hour, God going to turn it around. The man came on the radio and said, there's somebody driving on the beltway. I looked in my back seat. He said, pull over and get out of your car. And I looked at him and said, what in the world? And he said, lift your hands. And I got out and lifted my hands. And in that moment, something lifted off of me. When you get rejected and you win. And the Lord said, at my sister's funeral, over 200 people got saved. She saved more people dying than she did living. And the Lord showed me her and she said, you ain't doing well, brother. I took it personal. I didn't look at it spiritual. It's not how long you live, it's how well you live. Did you hear me? It's not the length of it, it's the wellness of it. The other day, I went to the doctor just to get some contact lenses. And my doctor said, Bishop, there's a growth in your eye. I said, what? He said, yes, yes, this is serious. I said, what? He said, there's a growth in your eye, in, in, in these eyes. I don't feel nothing in mine. He said, oh, Brother Ziggler. He said, this is serious. And, and, and I, 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 it was like I was having an out-of-body experience. And I was crying. And, 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 and the best thing I know to do is I call my, now my mama is a sophisticated black stiletto wind, tongue talking, her hat's got feathers going everywhere. <laughs> oh, honey, she could do it. And my mama is the kind of woman, I didn't want my friends to come to my church because my mama, when I was a teenager, would embarrass me. She was known to do this thing where she leaned to the side, wave a hand, and go to... <laughs> but when I got in trouble... I called my mom and I said, ah! Ah! she said, what's wrong? And, and, and she said, I'm cooking. And, and then she told, and my dad must have been in the kitchen. She said, turn the stove off. Johnny Earl crying. And, and I, I said, oh God. And my dad, I can hear him say, what are you crying for? What, what's wrong with you? And my mama said, hush, baby, let me see what's wrong. And I said, they found the spider now. She said, what? She said, what they found in your eye? And my dad in the background, what's wrong with his eyes? I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I finally composed myself. 
And I told her what, that, that I was dealing with something. And I said, Lord, I'm out here doing this for you. And you done let something grow in my eye. And I'm doing all this for you. I need my eye. And my mom said, we'll be there Friday. I said, well, she said, we'll be there Friday. And, and, and sure enough, my mom, dad, and my grandfather was a bishop in the church. He had a big old, it was like a big jug of olive oil that my mama keep in the closet. And she only bring that out when you do something real stupid. I get real. She, she went in there, and sure enough, my mom came to my house, walked in. Before she said, hello, how you doing? She walked in, opened it up, and, and just walked in speaking in tongues. And, and she put a bunch of oil in my eye. I couldn't see for three days. She just anointed my eye, got the praying, got the shouting in my kitchen, throwing stuff around. And, and, and she said, when you go back to the doctor, they're not going to find anything in your eye. Oh, the devil hates me. And the devil hates you. And he wants to destroy everything you love. But when God saw how much the devil hated you, he decided to give you a double portion. I don't know who in this room needed something from God, but God's about to give you a double portion. Come, come in there, my friend now. Come in. I don't know him, but I don't care what the doctor said. If you can have it, God can heal it. There is no sit by. Go on over there, put your arm around him. I'm telling you, we're in manifestation season. And something great is about to happen in your life. Because of what the enemy is doing all around the world, there's a mighty revival breaking out here at the palace. And I hear the sound of chains being broken, lives being changed. I'm telling you, the devil is going to wish he never heard a popular bluff, Missouri. There's a breakthrough miracle coming in this place. Somebody shout. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When my mom prayed for me, she said, go let them look in your eye. They examined the same eye and the doctor said, Brother Ziegler, this is the last x-ray and there is the growth. He said, I don't know what you did. I don't know what vitamins you've been taking. I said, I haven't been taking vitamins. I got a Holy Ghost filled mama that believes in the power of prayer. I need somebody in here that's believing God for something great to praise the Lord. Stop having the pity party. Stop being sad and just bless the Lord. God saw her. God heard her. And God decided, I'm going to turn this around. I said, God saw her. God heard her. And God decided to turn it around. God sent me from Atlanta to tell you, I heard you. I see you. And I'm going to turn this.
this thing around. Somebody needs to hear this word. In the next 90 days, every devil that's been coming against you and your family has to bow. It has to go. It has to cease. It has to I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come here. Come here, Granny. Come here, baby. This my, this my, this my friend. She's a praiser. Don't let the smooth case fool you. This woman has been through hell. She's been through high water. She's been through the storm. But guess what? She's got a praise that the devil can't stop. Praise the Lord, honey. Help yourself. Would somebody help us shout? Leah had this last baby. Come, come, give, give me where you have your baby. Wait. Get. She had this last one. And her husband said, I still don't want you. I still don't love. You. I ain't never gonna love. You. And so she said, I'm gonna take my baby. And I'm going to praise my God. I want you right now. The Lord, feel the Holy Ghost sitting here. Lift your hands. I don't care how my family feels about me. What they say about me. What my friends have left me. I'm going. She took her baby. And blessed her God. I dare you for 20 seconds. To say it doesn't matter. What is going on on my job what's going on in my body I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to lift up a praise and watch God bring I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this church put that verse up there put verse 31 up there hold that baby keep walking go down that aisle she said, now I'm going to praise the Lord. She said, now I'm going to praise the Lord. Do y'all get it yet? She said, husband want me or don't want me. I'm going to praise the Lord. I get the big house or I don't get the big house. I'm going to praise the Lord. I got friends or I don't have friends. I'm going to praise the Lord. Would somebody praise it? When the Lord saw. Read that verse. Keep walking. With that baby. Oh, y'all, I feel something. Y'all ain't read that verse yet. Somebody read that verse. When the Lord saw all the girl was going through. When the Lord saw all the pain. When the Lord saw all the shame. All the hurt. The Lord said, I'm going to open a door for you that nobody can open. I'm going to perform a miracle for you. Look at her walking with that baby, y'all. Look, I'm going to give you something. When the Lord saw, he opened. I want you to lift up your hand and say, God, I need you to open up something this year. Uh, 
it's manifestation time. Uh, when the Lord saw, the Lord said, I'm going to do something about it. Lift your hands and say, I need you to do something with my son. I need you to do something with my daughter. I need you to do something with these grandchildren. I need you to do something on this job. I need you to do something about alcohol addiction, drug addiction. Lord, open something that nobody could open. When the Lord saw it, he opened her womb. I don't know who. Just keep walking. Ooh, ooh, something about to happen in this house. Somebody in here, the doctor just gave you what he saw. Jesus is about to do what only he can do. Put your hand on somebody. My cousin Suzetta, the doctor told her she couldn't have a baby. No way. I said, Suzetta, your doctor is practicing. I laid this black hand on Suzetta. I said, Suzetta, you're going to have to call me to pray for you to stop having babies. She had baby back to back to back to back after the doctor told her she couldn't have it. Brother Miller, God's about to open up this region to you. There's going to be black folks, Latino folks. There's going to be a coat of many colors and many nationalities. I came all the way here to tell you just like that baby is in her arms, this city is in your arms. God got this thing in your hand. I dare you to give God a 30-second shout in this house. I dare you to love us. Oh, I got a word. You can give the baby back to the mama. I hate to say this, and I don't want to say this, but I got to say this. The people that's been fighting against you, the people that have wanted to see this church go under, the people that wanted to see your family dissolve while God is opening you up, God's going to shut down your enemy. God's going to shut down every voice that's risen against you. God's going to shut them down and God's going to open you up. Somebody praise God for what's getting ready to happen. Oh. While they were hating her, God was blessing her stand. Lift your hand. While they were hating you, God was preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. And your cup was about to run over. While they planning your funeral, God's planning your surprise party. Wave your hand. While they're writing your will, God's extending your days. And when God saw it, he said, I'm going to bless you because of your persecution. And how many of you can honestly say you've been persecuted in your own family? 
Come on, wave at me, wave at me. Don't be, if you're not too mean, just wave at me. Give me an organist, give me a, a keyboard player. You've been persecuted in your own family. You've been the denied stone in your own family. The stone that the builders rejected is the chief cornerstone. When the Lord saw it, he decided to do something about it. I don't know who needed this today, but God told me to tell you. I'm getting ready to do something about your family. Wave at me. I'm getting ready to do something about your family. Go to verse 32. And she conceived. Go to verse 33. Go to verse 33. And she conceived again. Go to verse 34. And she conceived again. Go to verse 35. And she conceived again. Y'all missed it. Go, go, to, go to verse 31. And the Lord opened it. Go to verse 32. And she conceived. Go to verse 33. And she conceived again. Go to verse 34. Oh, God. And she conceived again. Go to verse. Y'all missed it. Go to verse 31. And the Lord saw that she was hit. Go to verse 32 and she conceived. Go to verse 33 and she conceived again. Go to verse 34 and she conceived again. And go to verse, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Go to verse 31. And when the Lord saw. Go to verse 32. Go to verse 33. Go to verse 34. Go to verse 35. And now I'm going to praise the Lord. Lift your hands. I want everybody in this room that will say, Brother Ziegler, I know what rejection is. But I'm a rejected winner. I'm a survivor. I got a story. I got something to tell you. Listen, you see me, but you, my father was an alcoholic. Mom and I prayed. Miraculous testimony of how God turned it around. I was in a plane, scheduled to be on a plane in Miami, Florida, that the stewards got me off the plane. That plane took off and killed every passenger, and I'm the lone survivor. I should have died in the Florida Everglades, but I'm here to tell you I ain't got no sad story. I'm not giving the devil any credit, any praise. All he did was get me closer to God. All the enemy did was get you closer to your destiny. Now with your hands up, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to declare. I haven't been praising God. And I haven't been honoring God. And I haven't been giving God his due. I've gotten caught up in my feelings and people and what they think and what they say and I've allowed myself to get so bogged down in the quicksand of people pleasing that I'm not pleasing God. And today I'm going for broke. I'm taking the brakes off. 
I want everything God has for me, for this marriage, for these children, for my family. And by the grace of God, I'm going to get everything God has for me. And she conceived again. And she conceived again. And she conceived again. And she conceived again. And she said, now I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm calling folks to this altar from everywhere. I want you to start walking down to this altar as fast as you can. And I want you to declare now I'm going to praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let nothing separate me from the love of God. I'm not going to let nothing separate me from devaluing the God who's done so much for me that nobody else could do it. Put verse, put the verse back up there again. When the Lord saw the hatred, when the Lord saw the jealousy, them people are jealous of you because of the favor of God. They're not jealous because you're so this or that. They're jealous because God's got favor on you. God's got his hand on you and the devil is always trying to destroy somebody who got favor on them your family here Where's your, your mom where, where is she is your mom here she's not in the sanctuary get his mother up here back up ain't old enough to be the mom of her. She had it when she was 12 years old, church. That's what she had. This your baby. You gave him the God. And the fight that he's had. The things that the enemy has tried to do to break his spirit. To destroy him. The Lord opened up the portals of glory and sent this boy to us. Oh God. And I want you, back up mama, don't hug him yet. I want you to pronounce double favor, double blessings, double anointing. Declare it, double favor. We pronounce double anointing. We say double it in the name of Jesus. Praise him, honey. Somebody help that mama shout. She shout like my mama. That that's how my mama shout when she get happy. Point at somebody. Point at somebody. They don't hate you because of your clothes or your car. Do like this. It's the favor. It's God opens things up for you. You get things real fast. You're creative. You're gifted. It's not you. It's just what's in you. That's why they hated Daniel. He had something in him. That's why they hated Meshach and Shadrach. They had something in them. Grab somebody and shake them and say, do you not know what's in you? You got something great in you. You got power in you. You got anointing in you. You got glory in you. Close your eyes. When I call out your thing, lift your hands. You survived car wreck. Lift your hand. You survived pressure. Lift your hand. Oh God. How do you think you did that? 
You survived family dysfunction. An alcoholic father. An alcoholic mother. Or you were raised by an aunt or an uncle. Or maybe you were adopted. And the devil said, the pain of that is going to break you. But you keep going. You keep it moving. And every time you get to a door, God opens it up. Do you think that's hocus pocus or abracadabra or broomstick standing up? No, honey. You got the favor of God. Let's go deeper. You survived the marriage crisis. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. How do you think you survived it? Well, I'm just lucky and I'm just gifted and I just know how to say the right. Uh-uh, baby. God had to have his hand on your life. God had to have something in your future. That's why you survived. You survived the sickness. You're still here. Put verse 31 up there. And the devil hates you because you keep surviving. And the devil says, why don't you just die? Why won't they just sign the doggone papers? Just sign the papers and end it. But when the Lord saw you in trouble, the children, the disciples were in a storm. And they were fighting it. And in the middle of the night, the Bible said Jesus was walking on the water. Help is on the way. Every hand lifted. And I want you right now to see things opening up in your families. Arteries opening up. Veins opening up. Lanes of communication and your marriage opening up. Forgiveness opening up. Grace opening up. Mercy opening up. I want you to see God releasing years of frustration. Years of anxiety. Years of confusion. Years of feeling like, well, I got to turn to pornography. I got to turn to drugs. I got to turn to marijuana. I got to turn to cocaine. I'm going to turn it over to Jesus and I'm going to let him work it out as they sing lift your hands as they sing cover my being our truth that won't fade away be here made known and let earth and in heaven start one more can I say but let me draw near to you. Open up, open up. Lord, one more can I say? Then let me draw near again. Won't you come, Lord? Jesus, won't you looking for people to accept me God got people for me God got something for me God has something for me 
now I'm going to get a relationship with God. Now I'm going to get a relationship with God. And I want you to close your eyes and say, now I'm pushing through all this fog and all this haze. Born again is re-raise me. Raise me the right way. I want to be born again. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, mama said, daddy said, I want to know what the word of God says about me. I, I don't want unhealthy relationships. I want godly relationships. I want relationships that are based on honesty, that are based on love, that are based on acceptance the way God wants us to be accepted. And right now, I want you to push all that weight off you, all that pain, all that people pleasing, all that, I, oh, I just, I just need this person and I need that and I got to have this. I got to have you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, our senior pastor, we speak that we are accepted in the beloved. We're a family. Nobody's greater than anybody else. We're all one. Black, white, doesn't matter, male, female. We're in this together. And I'm after this spirit. Jealousy, envy, strife, rage, anger, you got to go in the name of Jesus. We will not tolerate jealousy, envy. Now, I want you to do something. Lift up your hands as if you're lifting up your family. Something's moving, something's changing. You, some people, I, I, this message came to me. There's a pastor. And we're going to say this, and tonight you got to come back. There's going to be a powerful anointing service tonight. We're going to anoint and pray for, we're going to pray for something today. But let me tell you something. There's a pastor for the last 12 years, for the last 12 years. Where's your wife? Where's Jenny? I want you to hear this. There's a pastor of a very large church. He has an only sister. During Christmas, he goes to see his mother from 8 to 12. And then they leave. He and his family have 8 to 12. And then from 2 to 6, his sister and her family come. You know why? They can't be in the same room with each other. And so they have to come for Jesus' birthday in shifts because of the animosity and the walls. And the father told me, we hate Christmas. Their father told me, we hate Christmas because for the last 12 years, we haven't been able to be together in the same room. His sister's husband was a deacon in the church, an elder, and the strife began to grow from the church, and it emanated into the family until they can't even see mama on Jesus' birthday. They can't even be in the same room. And the father said, I hate 
And he said, Bishop Ziegler, would you pray for me that 2020 will be a breakthrough year? Now, I want you to grab somebody and say, whatever spirit is after your family, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we release the kind of anointing that will destroy the yoke. Oh, bring families together. Spirit of, we come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. We put a seal of hedge of protection around them in the name of Jesus. God, that hedge of the Holy Ghost and only God that you can place is what hedges us in. It is your presence, God, that is the walls that we need, the wall of fire around about us, the buckler, the shield, that you are to your people. You said you would never leave us, nor would you ever forsake us. And today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pull every family together under the umbrella of grace and mercy, and we rebuke all of the works of the flesh, all of the different kinds of things that is coming in through the Spirit, God, of envy and strife and jealousy and heresy and all of that evil concubience, God, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We come against that Spirit, Lord, right now. Bring unity and harmony and love and peace and joy and long-suffering and faith, God, and meekness and temperance in the name of Jesus Christ right now, Father. Shield your families, Lord. Bring them into the Those that are lost right now, Father. Those that are lost in the name of Jesus, this is the year of their salvation. Those boys and those wayward sons and daughters and grandchildren, God, shall be saved in the name of Jesus. All of the different vices that hold them captive, God shall be broken, God. Though Leah is going to come home, God, and understand that her hurt is no longer going to drive her away, but her hurt's going to bring her forth in the name of Jesus. We pray over this congregation. We pray over this congregation for wholeness, health, healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And going home, I want you to do something. I want you to get everybody in your family together if you can and put your arm around them. And pastor, if the Lord gives you grace, elders, if the Lord gives you grace, I want you to just touch some families. Let's go out here and just touch some families as they sing. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, to t that's it, go on and put your, we don't want that in our family. We don't want that Leah-Rachel rivalry. We don't want the jealousy, the strife, the envy. We don't want to deal with unforgiveness. and We don't want the past to come back and destroy us. Holy Spirit, anoint these families in the name. Look at these folks praying. Look at families. Look at families. Look at this. Look at this, Pastor Miller. Look at this. Something's changing. 